This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. EQ and IQ is the main thing and I think as a business owner and a leader, your EQ has to get up there pretty fast. Um, because IQ will get you your business up and running but to keep a culture and a staff and people you need EQ Hello, I'm Maria Staunton and I'm Mary Costello and this is Making It the show that reveals the true stories of Mayo's women in business from top executives to artists to female founders to those providing essential services in our local towns Stay with us for the next 20 minutes and who knows you might hear the advice or inspiration you need to get your own dream off the ground. Hello and welcome to Making It. I'm Maria Staunton. Now some of the women we feature on Making It, not all of them, but some of them have a spouse or partner in the background, giving moral support and often providing practical help. But it's quite another thing to actually run a business together as a couple, as partners in business. Today my guest is Lorraine Corcoran and she and her husband Aidan have done exactly that. They're both engineers and they met while working at Hewlett Packard in the early 2000s. In 2010 they co-founded a consultancy firm with a small group of other engineers called Team Horizon. Then a few years later Lorraine and Aidan took over a manufacturing plant in Claremorris called Cosmetic Creations. I spoke to Lorraine in February 2020, just as the world was beginning to be turned upside down by COVID. Within a few weeks of our conversation, her company had switched production away from cosmetics to making thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer. Later that year, Cosmetic Creations also changed to a new name, Linos Life. I began by asking Lorraine why they had wanted to buy a manufacturing plant in the first place. It was set up Horizon from scratch in 2010. And in, I suppose, directly with pharmaceuticals and, but our goal always, because we are in manufacturing, our entire careers have been in manufacturing, that the creation of a product is kind of your end goal in manufacturing. Mm. And as, an, as engineers, that's what you're trying to facilitate. So we always had that dream that we, now we never thought it would be cosmetics oh, orientated. Yeah. Uh, we thought it would be something maybe more on the farm or med device um, line mm. to begin with but I suppose the cosmetics um, manufacturing isn't that dissimilar from pharmaceuticals it's liquid fills at the end of the day so it's bulk mixing a product and liquid fills so so tell us a little bit about what happens uh, um, in cosmetic cre- uh, creations for those who you know are, aren't involved in these businesses often don't know what what goes on in these these places. yeah like what are you doing yeah. on that computer screen all day <laughs> I remember my Aidan used to say to our kids when they were younger when he was working in a pharmaceutical company in Mayo that um, oh the Oompa Loompas used to come in and be working away and <laughs> so that the Charlie's Chocolate Factory is kind of how you exp- they all all kids think yeah, factories are because it's hard to understand it otherwise yeah, yeah. but it kind of yeah, is not yeah. quite as fun unfortunately yeah. <laughs> as what Willy Wonka's and you can't drink all, all the chocolate river there is no chocolate river we don't have one of those put on some tan <laughs> yeah dead. well we have a tan river maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah not quite the same <laughs> not for a child yeah no so in, in manufacturing, I suppose it's it's an environment where there's all sorts of departments. So we would start, I suppose, we are lucky enough that we do a lot of product development. We have our own R&D team, formulation chemists. Mm-hmm. 
that in product development in R&D. So what, what are you, you looking at or what are you? So I suppose we would have customers, whether they be startup or existing brand, boutique owners or retailers would come in looking for a certain type of majority cosmetic type products. We also do some other other ranges as well, but the vast majority is cosmetics, so skin care, hair care, body care, and we do a lot of self-tanning, so fake tan basically products. So if somebody, for example, has a fake tan product that they want to make um, and they maybe have a brand already. Yeah, so they would kind of approach us and go, and we, we're really interested in, in doing this or bring, we see a gap in the market or we really feel we can do something different. We want to put our own stamp. So everything we do is bespoke, customized formulated the uh, white label is a term that maybe not everybody understands but white label is not what we do we we bespokely design to the needs and requirements of the customer what angles they want so maybe they want a tan for example that's a certain color or uh, they want an olive tone they want a certain fragrance they don't want that biscuit smell that some people are maybe familiar with and do they need to know this before they even come to you usually the people who are really strong route to market understand what their brand's going to be um, and how they're going to sell their product. And I suppose we're the techies then behind it. Techies they may be, but techies with business heads too. Lorraine and Aidan bought cosmetic creations from previous owner John O'Sullivan in 2017. John had received other offers from competitors, but he was anxious that the 27 jobs associated with the plant wouldn't be lost. Um, And then I suppose we just took the leap and... Just everybody in Claremorris made us so welcome and they were gagging to make the business grow and move. And anybody that's there, like there's some guys there since the beginning, oh, since the early story, 80s. Yeah. And they're like, this is our time. We've waited so long. They were always committed to being being there. Just to talk a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. So we'll go back to... Uh, I read that you were 13 when you wanted to be an engineer. So let's just like touch on that because I'm thinking about there's 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 girls in particular out there thinking about, you know, leaving certain uh, is coming. Subjects. Yeah. What what subjects will I do? How the heck did you choose engineering? Just just give us an idea because this is a what like what, what are, are we talking about the 90s? Would yeah, it have been, well, yeah, I would around have, that. I yeah. yeah, I did my junior cert in yeah. 92. Um You're telling everybody your age now. Yeah, but, yeah well, look. Yeah. Who cares? It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't change it. It's only young. a number. It's only a number. It is, yeah. Um, but uh, I suppose I was. Lo- I went into a mixed secondary school. I'm originally from Longford. I'm from Centre Parks Town. I'm from Ballymatton. So I was lucky. I went into a mixed school, but I didn't know what mechanical drawing was. So I'd started doing home economics. And look, I really like cooking, but I wouldn't be great at the whole sewing and that side of things. And I was kind of quite bored and then I was like, where are all the guys going? We're in here. And then I saw the the room with the guys and there was two girls, actually, one boarder and another girl who dad's actually a civil engineer or her mom was an architect, actually. Okay. So she knew what the, I didn't know what the subject was. And I literally fought. I went to the career guidance. She was a nun. And I said, <laughs> I want to do that. And um, I dragged my parents in and said, I want to change. So in Christmas of first year. I changed over to mechanical drawing. Uh, so, and you do science anyway, and I love science. Okay. And I loved maths. I had a fantastic maths teacher, amazing. Yeah. So I was lucky, I kind of knew, and I, my dad would be bored in Mona, so he very hands-on, welding, making things, um, machinery. Great. I was always interested, like Star Wars, E.T., all that stuff <laughs> I loved as a kid. I've always, I don't know, I never wanted to be at home. I've always wanted to be gone yeah. since I was 13. Okay. And I never, I, grown up on a farm and all the rest of it, 
I don't know what it was. I don't know where the dreaming thing came from, but that was the whole, there's a bigger world out there and I wanted to be in it. And that was really my driver. From school, Lorraine got a place at the University of Limerick to study mechanical engineering. And was it very male-dominated? Like, were you the only female in the class or was there a couple of females? So there was 60 guys in mechanical engineering and six girls. And then for the year, so there's mechanical, aeronautical, electronic and production engineering in UL. There was 200 engineers in total, 10 girls. 10 girls, wow. Because yeah. I think the, the statistics are still kind of quite they haven't low, really changed, yeah, no. unfortunately, no. I heard that. Yeah, and there's kind of maybe a, an idea that engineers are fixing trains or I've never entirely touched an engine in my life. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. There, there's kind of maybe a misconception that engineering is uh, greasy monkey types. I don't know. Yeah, I what wonder it what it is because I was I was thinking that like uh, I I like the, I read somewhere that girls uh, interested ten and ten and eleven is quite good and then it wanes at like fifteen years of age, uh, you know for forty I like can't remember the stats like quarter of one hundred twenty thousand people with jobs in STEM are women, which is about thirty thousand. So you know it's very the stats are very low. I was thinking about schools they're doing all they can. Can they do? Is there anything you would suggest like? Bringing someone like yourself into a school would be quite Yeah, and I suppose I've done some talks in, like, primary school. My kids are in, and I've even done a little bit of a... Cos- like, I'm not the chemist, but I go in and bring in and show mm. how to make a product or whatever. So at least they see, by doing chemistry or science, you can actually make things. It's not kind of goggles with a lab coat and you don't really know. You just yeah. see glassware and not really understanding what the guys are doing. I think, like, I never, I was never in a, an actual factory in my life until I was on my work experience in third year in college. Really? Well. Like, I'd never been in one. Because you don't, you yeah. didn't get access. So I suppose we did, um, last year, we would have brought my daughter's business studies class from her secondary school down. So we broke them into the lab so they got to work with the chemist. And then I brought them on a tour of the whole life cycle of the product around the plant physically so they could see how incoming was the raw materials, where they went, how the product was made, how it was filled, how it was palletized, how it was ready to be shipped out again. So and then kind of explain to them that you could do finance and end up in a manufacturing plant. You could do marketing and end up in a, you could do chemistry and end up in a lab in a manufacturing plant. You could do engineering and you're working on the facility utilities or the, the packaging equipment. Like the business study uh, teachers were like, oh, that's amazing because you get to see yeah. a whole life cycle and how a microcosm of people from different backgrounds and different interests. I told Lorraine that at the Innovation Centre in GMIT and on the Empower programme, I'll occasionally meet couples that are in business together, like she and Aidan are. How difficult is that? I, I, I look at them sometimes and say, what do they talk about? All day <laughs> what do they talk about when they go home? If they go out for a drink, what do they talk about? Yeah, yeah. So how do you manage that? Yes, like Horizon was our fourth child for a long time. <laughs> um, I suppose the fact Aidan and I both met at work, I suppose, makes it a bit easier. Yes. Uh, but you do, we had to stop ourselves. With, like when Horizon especially was, we kind of had to... Yeah, draw a line. Draw a line yeah. and kind of, but I suppose it's it's only experience. It wasn't easy, I can say that. 
But Louis, I know I've heard and talked to a lot of business people who are going, they're up all night, every night talking about doing this. And but I know that's burnout situation. Yes, You're going to be, and being there, done that for years. And I'm just like, I need to spend time with my kids because they're getting older. And it's, you know what I mean? It's, and that, what's life about? Learning that lesson allowed Lorraine and her husband to continue growing the business. Less than three years after buying the site in Claremorris, they expanded capacity. They bought a former Yves Rocher plant in Cork for 7.5 million euro, which allowed them to increase manufacturing capacity fourfold and also secured dozens more jobs. Lorraine attributes a lot of their success to the connections and social relationships they built through business networks like EO, which is the Entrepreneurs' Organisation. Yeah, and to be honest, you have to spend time in Dublin. Like yeah. to build any business, that's you have to spend time in Dublin, yeah. and you need networks in Dublin, and you yeah. need, and it's through all those networks that helped us get cosmetic creations. That's great. So you you it's you reap the reward, but it does take time. And a lot of people would say to us, "You've turned it around really quickly." Yeah, and you've moved really fast. And I suppose we've gone through every second of it so we think it's taken forever but you know what I mean when you look back back and it's now the 10 year thing with Horizon for us we're kind of going wow we've actually we've done that and we should be really like but you're constantly looking for the next thing and moving forward do you think there's certain things that females go through that, that maybe the men don't, that you, you know, you can compare to your husband even, mm. um, that they need more help with? Like I, I sometimes saw like uh, confidence, not, not maybe from certain groups, but, you know, confidence mm. can be something. Leadership can be another thing. Confidence, uh, leadership and conscientious. Like I suppose women are naturally very conscientious and caring because that's okay, yeah. our build yeah. to Biolo- biology makeup. Yeah. So you would care a lot more or you'd take things probably to heart. Yep. A lot. And I would also, that would be my personal thing and um, the confidence and the people would, would say to me, oh, you come across really confident all the time, you know. And I said, yeah, if it's technical, no problem. I'll be confident because yeah. I know my stuff. But if it's kind of leadership stuff, because you're, you're conscious of people and their the effect on them personally and their life and you don't want to upset somebody or... You, know you I mean? take the you more ne- emotional stuff. Yeah, on you board, kind of. Maybe. Yeah, and I think that not to say all men are emotionally no, devout. No, I agree with that. Like that. <laughs> but and like it is EQ and um, IQ is mm. the main thing. And I think as a business owner and a leader, your EQ has to get up there pretty fast. Yeah. Um, because IQ will get you your business up and running, but to keep a culture and a staff and people, you need EQ. On top of that, of course, as an engineer used to being hands on. Lorraine has had to learn to take a step back and loosen the reins a little. That's hard and that's taken me years to delegate and be comfortable with letting people go off. But you have to trust your staff and I, and over the years it's got better and better and I really trust um, the people I work with. So and then as long as they, if they have a flag or an issue and you have to create that environment as well that they can go, hey, I'm not happy with this or what do you think of this? Or You have and, to let them lead. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose that as a business owner and a director, it's not, you have to get away from the doing yeah. and being involved in the nitty gritty and actually let them and then guide. And it is, it is quite a different um, skill set. Lorraine mentioned earlier her childhood dreams of exploring the wild world beyond home in Longford. And engineering is a great degree for someone like that. You can work all over the world without having to re-qualify. After college, she'd fulfilled that ambition, travelling loads while working for multinationals such as HP, Medtronic and Abbott. She and Aidan had been based in Dublin, but they moved to Galway when their daughter arrived. 
Aidan was commuting to a job in Westport and that's how they ended up in Mayo. We looked to move to America so many times, Australia, Canada. The last thing we were going to do was end up in Mayo. Like, do you know what I mean? It was You love it. it was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And now like when I was I moved up kicking and screaming for more and more, always wanted to live in Ormore, had a house in Ormore, came up to Westport and known nobody. And um, going, I want to get out of here as quick as possible. And um, two kids in, and then in's like going, we'd set up the business. And I was like, actually, yeah, I don't want to move back to Galway. Yeah, you, you, you end up forming roots, don't you? Yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah. and I'd, like my friends at home slag me off that I support Mayo, like, and I'd rather sing a Mayo song. Oh, I'm like, no. oh, well, Lonka's not winning anything. <laughs> so they get really <laughs> anarchy you, when I say that. You like, oh, and you're supporting Kildare because your parents are from Kildare. Come on here. What are you at? What's the least favourite thing of being an entrepreneur? What's the most thing that kind of, uh, you know, you could just... <laughs> is, is it like, you know, we think of lots of different things, financially, you know, the, 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 the instability, you know, the instability mm. or the insecurity or whatever, or is it, I don't know, what, what from, from your own? Um, I suppose it's, for me, I suppose it's the people. It's, it's, it's the conscious thought of um, a lot of people are reliant on you and you don't want to let them down. Um, whether it's salary run every month or and that's kind of paramount for us. We want to make sure everybody gets paid um, and everybody gets paid before we do, um, which a lot of business people say is cardinal sin. You should always pay yourself first. That's, I suppose, and it's to keep everybody else going as well. You want to make sure they have their lives and they're happy and that they're not worried about not getting their kids uh, Christmas presents and stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? That's yeah, the stuff yeah, you worry course, about. Yeah. Um, and you want to make sure they're happy and that's that's the things that would keep me up and kind of yeah, make me worry about everything else yeah. I think is workable yeah. it's you know what I mean you'd get through all of that yeah. so that's that's kind of my main kind of concern and once we're past all that and you know what's in the bank and you don't have to be worried about it every month yeah. then you're on e- you know what I mean a lot easier street You've been listening to Making It a very big thanks to my guest this week Lorraine Corkin of Lionel's Life and Team Horizon. We love to hear your comments or questions. Find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Making It Mayo or email us makingitmayo at gmail.com. This show was recorded remotely for Claymorris Community Radio. For more great locally med programmes, visit ccr946.ie. I'm Maria Staunton. Until next time, thanks for listening. This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.